teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Amanda. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always a crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. Hey, this is Brian, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Nugget Trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Cater the holidays with Chick-fil-A today. Available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. WNSR. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Tuesday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. We are the McFarlands. That's redundant, but I just wanted to make sure in case you missed that first part. Darren and Justin here with you. We are live. Yes, we are. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Damon Keene is alongside a lot of neutral outfits from Damon this week. Yes. I think, uh, you know, like a lot of fans out there, uh, he's just... Been beat down this season the morning, by his favorite The morning teams. continues. His favorite teams are just beating him down, which, you know, I mean, look, we're not. Titans, okay, we get it because there's been, but there's been a lot of good. It just now we're back into that you're going the wrong way yeah. direction. But like the Vols, like. The Vols haven't had a bad uh, season. If we're, if we are in, this is like beating me down. Like one, Damon, I, we know yeah. you have, uh, Followed and charted their seasons in the last two decades, and in the last two decades, let's be honest—you'd run in a dead sprint 
for an eight and four season. Oh, very much so. As fast as um, you yeah, can, like so. a pack of lions, we're chasing you. <laughs> I am excited to be eight and four if we beat Vanderbilt. When we beat Vanderbilt, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah when we beat Vanderbilt Wait, again? Because if don't you lose that game, will you get an anchor down tattoo? Ah, uh, no. On your face? No, no, no. Face tattoo. No. Yeah. I would not like be allowed. Like a mumble rapper. My house would be no, no. <laughs> <laughs> The face tattoo. Uh, uh, wear some gold like Takashi six nine with yeah. the mumble. I would say like Mike Tyson kind of deal. No, you know? no. I mean that's no, that's right. accurate, but you know that's ugly. <laughs> that's <laughs> the mumble rap style. Yeah, I was just thinking about Mike Tyson. Period. That's I mean with the tattoos he works. But I mean it just tells you the level of where you've come oh, this yeah. season because 84? about a month ago you would have been like, man, you can tell me any bet. <laughs> Against Vandy. Y'all sign up for it. We ain't losing to Vandy. Yeah. You name the bet. Anything. I'll mm-hmm. do it. Now it's like, um, no. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. Calm some of that down. That would yeah. be against the law. <laughs> that's called yeah. things of tempered. Yeah. That's called two two losses. That's tempered what that's a bet. Yeah. <laughs> we beat Vandy last year in the rain 59-0 in here in Nashville. Yeah. So, that was, again, that was last year. I know, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, they were better. Remember. And but you know, were, quarterback? Better. remember ten wins. Guess who was yeah. quarterback? Joe Milton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First game. First game. <laughs> His arm was fresh. Just saying. Just saying. Well, the Look, receivers were more open then. <laughs> they were a lot more yeah, it's open. Easier to hit. Although them. I will say this Tennessee's team was better. Vanderbilt's team was a whole lot better. It was better last year. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Last night. Man. Chiefs, Eagles. Mm. I know it's raining, but they do have gloves. They do in the league. It's by the way, it's a kind of a rainy, miserable day today. I think we got Kansas City's weather last night. Wouldn't it be surprised today in our city? And um, yeah, a lot of dropsies. And if you remember, the season started off on that Thursday night game with the Chiefs hosting the Lions, and the Lions went in there and won that game. And if you remember, Kadarius Tony yeah. couldn't catch a cold. Yeah. He couldn't hit water falling out of a boat in the middle of a lake. It's it, And last night felt a lot the same, right? It wasn't Kadarius Tony. It was, believe it or not, a couple, Travis Kelsey had a couple drops. He did. That other tight end had some drops. Had a drop and a fumble. Travis and then, Kelsey. of course, the big one was yeah. Valdez Scantling. Hit him. Touchdown. Hit him. his hands. Hit him. You're an NFL receiver. Hit You're him. You're not a rookie. You've been there for years in the league, and I know you were in Green Bay, but now you're in Kansas City. By the way, you've had good quarterbacks thrown to you, bro. How about that? Aaron Rodgers and uh, Patrick Mahomes. A couple of guys going to Canton. And you keep having the dropsies. I mean. I, look, because I had some people tell me last night, oh, I'd be surprised if he's on the right. Well, again, it's like the Titans. And and push who next in line? Like It's not like they have. Tyreek Hill still. They don't. No, they don't have him anymore. They don't. We can go through other receivers. Like, he's, dare I say it, they're number one, I guess, by default. By default. They don't number have, one and number two is Travis Kelsey. He's both well, one and yes. two. I'm I'm saying in the receiver room. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly the who's who. No. So, but, you're going to cut him for who? And well, do what? What you're looking at there in Kansas City is the result of having to pay Patrick Mahomes yes. a huge salary mm-hmm. and having to pay... Um, uh, say it. Yeah. What? The, uh, the big defensive tackle. Yeah, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Who 
continues to always want to get paid. Yeah. He gets paid, and then he continues to want to get paid. You are going to pay those guys, and when you pay those guys, not just top dollar, like ultra top dollar, ultra top like dollar. huge record-setting top dollar, mm-hmm. that leaves little room to sign the other guys. If you sign Tyreek Hill, well, where's where Chris Jones going to go? There's yeah. nowhere left on the right. I mean, because the salary cap is real, despite what you yes, heard on real. X or Twitter or your favorite vlog spot. We are here to tell you because we've seen too many cuts. The salary cap is real. So Kansas City has had to make a choice. They know they have an incredibly talented quarterback and Hall of Fame worthy tight end. So where do they kind of, you know, look at the clearance rack? It's that receiver. And by the way, we're not we're not talking to you out there listening because if you're listening to this show at this time slot, we know you know that the salary cap is real. If you don't, if you actually believe that it's not, then we know you're not listening. Yeah, because there's, to us, a, there's so another cool. show elsewhere yeah, that will tell cool. you, well, it's not, they can do whatever they want, and the salary cap is not. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we're just it's just always know. flexible. They're making it up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So just so you know, we're not talking to the. To you out there listening to the show, because we know you know that the salary cap is real. Because if you don't think it's real, then we know you're not listening. Yeah, right? wouldn't so, listen to this. Uh, Matt Canada is gone in Pittsburgh. Well, hopefully that'll fix it. So, uh, yeah. oh, it won't fix it. Well, I, I didn't say one way. Oh, no, well, it, it better. You know, I, I'm saying their offense is abysmal. Yeah, is is Matt Canada to blame for a lot of that? He is. But as you've heard me talk all season long, yeah. Watching Kenny Pickett. He's missed some guys. Not impressed. Missed some receivers. Kenny Pickett. Right now, he ain't the answer. Unless somehow we find out whoever takes over and moving forward. Mike Sullivan. It was 100%. Is it? Not Steve Sullivan. Mike Sullivan? Mike Sullivan. um, Yeah, that's what's on the crawl here. Okay. We'll see. I don't know who Mike Sullivan is. Do you? Uh, well, let's see. They've had Sullivan. Wasn't there a Sullivan in Pittsburgh with the Penguins? I, I don't. As their coach, I, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I don't think it's him. I don't think it's him. No, no. Okay, that's probably safe. I don't think it's him. To say it's it wasn't him. Mike Sullivan was the quarterbacks coach. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hired a couple of years ago. Uh, he went to Army. Thank you for your service, sir. Uh, in his second season with the Steelers. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else he's done after that. Before that, so anyway, the last time quarterbacks coach. I, w- I want you to listen to this, Justin, and maybe you've seen it. I'm listening. This is going to be blow your mind. All right, your your mind's going to go. The last time mm-hmm. the Steelers made an in season coaching move, yeah, was. I, do, I really don't know. I know. I don't know. I know. I don't expect you to. So, I, I mean. 1941. Mm-hmm. Mercy. They weren't even the Steelers. I'm about to say, I don't think they're that old. They weren't the Steelers. <laughs> what were they at the time? They were, I think, a combination of the Eagles and the Steelers. Oh, the, yeah, the, doing the Pittsburgh-Philadelphia thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that in the record books. Yeah, the, the Keystones or something, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I've seen that in the record books. <laughs> it's a weird, weird setup, uh, but I just 1941. You know, there was something else going on in 1941 that may have caused that. I don't think that's correct. That's why it happened. Right. Is that why it happened? Yeah, the war. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> okay. the last time yeah. 
they've made an in-season coaching. So move. let me guess, sometime in December of 1941, right? <laughs> yeah, so. that's because that's when you know a I lot of movement so. happened across the league and across the world. So, like almost a hundred years ago, I guess, or eighty years yeah, ago, not quite a hundred now, but eighty yeah. years, yeah, ago. That's the last time, and they weren't the Steelers. No. And I don't believe they were owned by the Roonies. Listen, there's only 48 states at that point. Yeah, I, I was to say probably Hershey owned them for all we know. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's son, at least, owned the Steelers at that point. So it's safe to say they don't have any no. precedent of doing what they just did today, which does tell you what? Fill in the blank. Well, it tells you that they have, well, it tells you that they're listening, number one. It tells you that they're listening to the fans, and I think they set certain benchmarks in their own organization about what they wanted to see, and for whatever the reason, you know, when you can't get out of a cage match with the Cleveland Browns with a backup quarterback, you know, and you can't can't get an offense to will you to a field goal in in a couple of situations, they had two or three shots to get that done. And, and they just couldn't. I told you, there was a pass yesterday. I, I would love to have it right here in front of me where I could show you and just watch your nat- your reaction organically. Yeah. He threw to the right sideline. There was not a stealer in the picture. Yeah. I don't I, Dare I say there wasn't a Pittsburgh Steeler person. I don't, I don't even want to say receiver. There was not a player within, I don't think, 20 yards of the pass. So I would yeah, love for I mean, Kenny Pickett to say, tell us, what was he doing? What What exactly? Well, what, I don't believe, he wasn't throwing it away. If it makes you feel any better, Mike Sullivan was his quarterback coach, and now he'll be in charge of the offense. So yeah. maybe now he'll be able to unlock the magic that is Kenny Pickett sure. in, in the National Football League or whatever. Uh, or at the very least, Minimize the mistakes, and if you can do that, then you know you can can hopefully you know I believe firmly that you know by the time you get to the NFL, you do have some talent. It's just finding what that talent is and trying to maximize said talent uh, is what you want to try to do, um, and and put your guys in the best position so they can go out there and show whatever talent that you may have. Now, not everybody puts people in those situations. Some people like to force things. Uh, I'm not sure what the Steelers are doing. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out here if the offense does move and behave and feel any different coming up here um, as they move on. But, so, so Matt Canada out as the OC. Yeah. So it's been a week, uh, not a good week for, for OCs in the NFL. Ken Dorsey let go, and uh, now Matt Canada has been let go. Now, I know Dorsey was last week, but I'm saying a yeah. bad little window here for offensive coordinators in the league. Well, again, it's about two teams that are expected to be playoff teams. They are. In Buffalo, in Pittsburgh. Maybe we need to spend some time in the offseason looking into the the offensive line issue uh, across the NFL. By the way, I saw Tom Brady on a podcast. Yeah. Have you seen the clip? I've, I've read the clip. He's did not have anything glowing to say about Remember, we've well, talked about, about anybody. About, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Offense is, the offense is way down this year. We've talked yeah, about this a is. lot on the show. Offense is way down in the league, which is weird, right? When the whole league is 
skewed geared toward towards offense. offense yeah. Everything. Where Tom Brady went, you don't hear this often. He said coaching is down. He's like, there's he's not impressed with coaching in the league right now, which I was like, well, huh. Okay. Like I said, quarterback play is down, right? We don't have yeah. the star power yeah. that we've had in the past. A lot of those guys, like Tom Brady, have moved on and retired. Well, But he's saying, you know what? I'm not that impressed with coaching right now in the league. Why should he be? What's hmm. happened in the last, you know, five to ten years with coaching in the National Football League in particular? It's gone one direction and one direction only in the NFL over the last few years. And that is coaching has gotten younger. Much yes, younger. Much younger. Much, much younger. Yep. So will you introduce folks who do not have as much of experience as the last set of group, as the last group of people, then this is what you're going to get when you have, you know, 35, 36, 37, 38 year olds, you know, running the offense and they've been in the league 10 years, you know, this is, and not to say 10 years is not a long time to be doing something and it is, but in the past, you know, the, the coaches used to be all in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like all of them. Not that long not ago. Not some of them, all of them. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. All right, we'll step away. We'll bring in Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Talk a little Titans. Uh, by the way, he was out there calling the Belmont, Arizona. We could talk about that on Friday. We'll get into a lot of things with Steve like we always do. By the way, you can watch this show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We look good today. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but if you want to check us out visually, yes. you can. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next year on Nashville Sports Radio. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shop by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, 
and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. The Jim Rome Show. Man, I love Facebook. That's not in any way a time suck. It is such a valuable use of your time going on everybody else's page and posting how beautiful they look when they don't. They don't. You know they don't. Come on. Anyway, do what you want with your time. I don't want you to tell me how to spend my time. I won't tell you how to spend your time, but I will tell you this. Stop cropping out pictures and including yourself and then acting like, hey, my hair looked great that day. My makeup was perfect that day. Just do what I tell you. With regards to this, you'll be fine. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Back here on The McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio on this rainy, drizzly, gray Tuesday here in Middle Tennessee. It's okay, though. We have a roof, and so we're not outdoors. Yes. So it's cool. Thankfully. Uh, Damon Keene is alongside. You can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Although yes, you, you said we do have a little bit of a... We have a blue tint a blue to us tent this morning. Us. Yes, or this afternoon, we do. Um, and, the, you know, the reason for that is because we have a wonderful new camera here in the WNSR studios. And uh, th- there is an adjustment that needs to be made on the camera called a white balance, uh, which will bring all the appropriate color into focus here in the room. And so, I asked you appropriately during the break, do, yes. you th- do you think the camera thinks I'm too white? No, no it has because nothing I, to do with I that. I need a tan. I has really do. zero to do with that oh, okay. whatsoever. Okay. I, we're both wearing blue, so maybe We are wearing blue. The curtain behind us is, is blue. blue. There's some Nashville Predator, Titan paraphernalia around that's all in blue. So it picks up the the dominant color in the yeah. room and will tint the camera in that direction. And now we're going to talk about blue teams. Yes, Belmont, we are. Belmont, the Titans. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5, is with us. Steve, how we doing? What's up, guys? I feel like that was like photography 101. I was going to say, Steve, you know about white balance. How did I do, sir? How did I do explaining <laughs> to the audience what white balance is? You did is? very well, and, and that is the first thing you know is when you go out in the field, if you fail to get that white balance, Man. your video is not going to be very good. <laughs> you, and they will let you know about it, too. They will. <laughs> Because Washington State was having their way with uh, Prime, he's just Prime now, not Prime Time. He's just Prime, mm-hmm. and uh, he—I'm he, sure he's got receipts on the Cougars now. It was like what forty-five-seven at the half. I—I I was well, like, well, man. fortunately for him, he's never going to have to play him again, Darren. 
That's true. Oh, that's They're true. Switching that's back. actually a really good point. That's right. That was the last time they were going to play them. They're going back home to where the Buffalo roam yeah, in the that's Big 12. Right. I don't think they'll have them as an out-of-conference game. Probably not. You're right. No. Good point, Steve. Uh, I was like flipping around, and I was like, oh, yeah, Belmont, Arizona. And unfortunately, the wild card, uh, Wildcats um, won pretty easily, but no shame in losing Arizona out there. They're, they look really good. What what did you see? How good are they? I was blown away. And I thought they were good going into the game on paper. They were even better in person. I actually thought Belmont played pretty well in the game. Knocked down double-digit threes. Malik Diop played well inside. Arizona is just loaded. They have... Six guys averaging between 11.5 and 13.5 points per game. They've scored 397 points in four games and don't have a single 20-point score on the season yet. It's it's just mind-blowing how balanced they've been and how dynamic they've been. And then you throw in all the other parts to them. Umar Ballo is the Pac-12 preseason player of the year. He's a seven-footer that has a lot of skill and that can alter the game. I would argue that the seven foot two freshman they're bringing off the bench is even better. And they've got multiple guards who can play. They've got two transfers who've played in national championship games at other schools the last couple of years. So they're that perfect combination of old and experienced, really talented, really long, unselfish and balanced. I tell you what, guys, in the age of college basketball where I don't think we see super, super teams necessarily year in and year out, they looked like an elite, great team to me. Right now, I think having them third in the country is too low. Mm. I think they're better than Kansas or Purdue right now and better than anybody else out there. Whether they'll be there in March or April, we'll find out. Obviously, Arizona's tripped up in the tournament before. But right now, they look really, really good. So, I'm just telling you right now, college basketball is doing a great job. I'm I'm paying more attention to college basketball than I have in a while with these early games. By the way, Tennessee, Purdue is going to do battle. Kansas and Marquette. I watched last week Kansas and Kentucky. I watched Duke and Michigan State. I'm watching these good teams. By the way, with you saying that, are the big men coming back to basketball? You know, we've got... You know, Wimby, what he's doing with San Antonio. You just mentioned Arizona. They're big men. Purdue, we know about Edie. And he's getting ready to face Tennessee. Dude, I wa- Steve, I watched the Kansas-Kentucky game. Hunter Dickerson, who transferred to Kansas. Kentucky could not stop him. I think he had like 27 yep. and 21, I think, was his, his final stat line. Something like 28 and 22. Something like that. Are, are big men coming back in basketball? I think maybe to a degree, what you really find, especially at the college level, Darren, is if you have that guy, he's really valuable. There aren't very many Hunter Dickinsons in the college game. There's no team that has what Arizona has with their four seven-footers and two that could be all Pac-12 type of players. And then Zach Eady at 7'5 at Purdue is just a different type of animal in his own right. But there's just a handful of teams in the country that have anything like that. And so the ones that do can really focus on pounding the ball inside and taking advantage of what they have there. Most teams just simply cannot do that. And so, yeah, I think when you have it, you you exploit it to your advantage the best you can possibly do. Wimby's is a totally different animal to me because he's like a point guard that's 7'4". 
And so he's just the freak of all freaks and obviously already doing amazing things at the next level. But, yeah, in college basketball, if you've got a seven-footer with skill that can do things, man, you've got something that only a rare few have. This is the time of year when coaches start losing their jobs, coordinators start losing their jobs. Matt Canada, we woke up. The noise has been so loud in Pittsburgh. He gets fired with the Steelers. We know the Buffalo made a change last week with Ken Dorsey as their OC. Mike Vrabel is getting asked about job security. Mike Vrabel is getting asked about his room. What, what do you make of the last couple of days of press conferences of Mike Vrabel, which are not your standard press conferences we've seen over the last six years with Mike Vrabel, and that's because obviously they're 3-14 and 14 in their last 17 games. Yeah, and let's be honest, what are you going to ask? How are you going to get the running game going this weekend? <laughs> or or do, how do you mask the def- deficiencies on your offensive line this week with yeah. more guys out with injuries? It's just we've reached the point of the year that until they win a game or two and turn it around and give you something to talk about the week in and week out, the only thing you can really do at this point is talk about the big picture. And that, to me, is maybe Mike Vrabel's biggest problem here, guys, is I think he, the job he did through his first five years in Tennessee has earned him a pretty long leash. He's a good football coach, and given better talent, I think he'd have the results that you expected in the first four years he had here with the Titans again. The problem he's going to have, though, is momentum is a real thing in sports. And he's now lost 14 of 17 games. That's a full season in the NFL. If you go back to November 17th or 18th, 19th of last year to now, they've played a full season worth of games, and they've been 3-14. and 14. The only team worse in that time is the Arizona Cardinals, who were 2-15. and 15. That's not the company you want to keep, and there's no real sign out there that that's going to turn around in the final seven games of this season. So how many coaches out there can withstand a year and a half of futility within their organization and live to talk about it in the next year? My hunch is Mike Vrabel is going to have that opportunity, but it's going to get tested, and certainly his seat is as warm today as it has ever been since he's been the Titans head coach. I agree with you on just about everything you said about Mike Vrabel. We talked about it a lot yesterday. Look, I think I've been a little bit surprised at how quick everybody's, you know, a lot of the fan base is get him out of here or fire him. And I understand that's how it works in sports. But um, I, I said he, he he is obviously suffering from the void of talent. But I, I've also said Mike Vrabel right now, if I were giving out grades, would get a D in hiring his staff. He has got to do a better job with his staff. I'm sorry. I just don't agree with it. I think he hires yes men. I think he hires buddies. I think he hires people that he's comfortable with. And he has got to start thinking outside the box, and he has got to get better. They treated Jim Schwartz like he was the gimp in Pulp Fiction, like they were keeping him in a chest down in the basement. And he didn't want him to talk to anybody. He didn't want to answer questions about him. And Jim Schwartz is now the D.C. in Cleveland, and the Browns' defense is incredible and their defense has gone to hell in a handbasket. That's not by coincidence. Yeah, it probably is not. I, I would argue that certain guys who performed well before Jim Schwartz and you would have expected them to perform well after have not lived up to the expectations for themselves at this point. 
and, and that's a problem. Harold Landry isn't the same guy. Christian Fulton has had probably his worst season as a pro, and he was inconsistent even before now. And you throw in some of the other additions that haven't panned out, like an Arden Key. I don't think Aziz Alshire, while not bad, I don't think he's necessarily been the answer at linebacker. Sean Murphy Bunting has been hurt here as of recently. You trade Kevin Byard. It's not the same defense, and that's not an excuse. But this defense needed to be elite for this team to have any chance this year, and they haven't been. And so when you have an offense that doesn't have an offensive line that allows it to function and you know you're not going to put up many points, you're putting a ton of pressure on the defense to essentially be perfect, and they've been far from it. By the way, all of us... That's worth criticizing. By the way, all of us thought the strength of this team was the defense going into the season. Everybody thought the strength of this team was the defense. And this defense has been a pile of crap all year. Yeah, Darren, we talked about it a lot leading into the season, especially Mm -hmm. Sunday night, Sunday Sports Central. Our projection from myself and JB to Jonathan Hutton to Keith Bullock was this could be a top five defense. Top five, okay. Certainly, certainly should be top ten. Yeah. Like the. Uh oh. Steve? Did we lose him? He's on a roll. I don't know. Apparently. Oh, man. Apparently, I was glued to what he was going to say. Yeah. He was rolling along. Uh, let's check. All right. We'll he check. may be trying to call us back here. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he was laying in there, um, rolling along there about, about the defense and the fact that the defense hasn't done much yeah. over the last because, little bit. Because, right? We all thought the defense was going to be 100% the strength of this team. And I think, yeah. I think I was more in the, it's a, it could, it has a chance to for sure be a top 10 defense. I, don't, I never went top five, but I didn't think it was crazy no. to think that. No. And, I mean, look, you know, that's so laughable today. It's, <laughs> you know. But. Yeah, it, was, it was laughable. But, I mean, they, they've – I think they've kept the team in ball games way more than the offense has. So I think we got him back. Steve, you're on a roll. I, wanna, I want you to finish your point. Yeah, I just, I mean, they have to be better defensively. There's no question about it. And I think you're right that Mike Vrabel has to evaluate his coaching, the situation, the staff around him to make sure that he's got the right people in the right spots. But at the end of the day, two years ago, nobody was criticizing the staff, even with Todd Downing as the offensive coordinator, because they had better talent. And they went out there and they performed, and they they were probably outperforming their station, frankly, for who was on the team at the time, and that was largely because of the coaching. And two years later, is the coaching that much worse at at every position? I don't think so. I think the roster is that much worse. And so the big question as you move forward is, how much has Mike Vrabel been responsible for the roster? Yeah, And that's the question I would love to ask. That's the biggie. Yep. You know, because what does she think about this? Mm -hmm. Because clearly last year, about now, she fired John Robinson because – she, she thought that he was responsible for the, the, the downward trend in talent in the building and that that was eventually going to be a problem. That's why she needed to make the move. She's giving a lot of faith into Mike Vrabel right now. I get that. But how much did Mike Vrabel have to do with the personnel decisions before December 5th of last year? And then in the offseason, they changed the roster by about 40%. How much did he have to do with that? Was he 40% of it? Was he right. 50% of the 40% or mm-hmm. was it all Rand Carthon? Yeah. And that's the part we don't really know at this point. But 
if you're counting on Mike Vrabel to turn it around as a coach, how much are you also counting on him turning it around as the personnel evaluator at this point? And that's the thing we just don't know. Is he any good at that? Yeah. I think he's a great coach if you give him the pieces. I have no idea if he's a good personnel evaluator. Last thing on my end, and I'm, I'm going to really hit you here, okay? Because it was in the news last week, more news about the new stadium, right? Nissan's going to stay on board, but there was other news, right? So it looks like 2027 is going to be when they open uh, this new puppy up. What do you think today, if I asked you odds, percentage chance that Mike Vrabel is the head coach opening up that new stadium in the 2027 season, what would you put the percentage at today? And again, this is subject to change, but I'm asking you today in November of 2023. So that's getting through three more full seasons beyond this to get to opening day of 2027. I would put it. I would put it at. Man, I'm gonna. I know it's not. I, I gonna, know I'm blindsiding I'm, you. I'm gonna say 40, 60. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm gonna go below 50 only for this reason because of the momentum that we were talking. And that's a big change. If you would have asked me this question in the middle of the summer, I think I would have probably told you that it was 75-25 that he would be there. So I think there's been a sizable change. And, again, I don't think he's getting fired next week. I don't think he's getting fired at the end of the season. But I think for the first time that seat is warm. And when the seat starts to get warm, your clock has begun. And I don't know right now where Amy Adams Strunk's patience level is here. But she clearly has to be evaluating everything about this. And so when you go into next season, assuming this season ends the way we all believe it's going to, I think you have to start looking about the long-term viability of what he can do as your head coach. And certainly as an owner going into a new building, which you want packed and full of excitement when it opens, you can't afford to let the momentum go completely the wrong way and to be at the bottom of the league for multiple years. And so while I believe that she's probably sitting there right now thinking Mike Vrabel's the right coach for this team long-term, we just have to get the right talent in to do it. At some point, if you keep losing and he doesn't turn it around with whatever talent you have, you're going to have to make a move to try and interject life back in the franchise before you get to that point. So just based where we're sitting here right now, it's kind of a 50-50 proposition of whether he turns it around and gets it back winning and going the right way, and just based off of where they are and the roster that they currently have and what it's going to take, I guess I'd put my odds at just slightly below 50-50 that he can do that. So, Steve, while you've been chatting, I've been doing a little research here, just been looking back. Mike Vrabel uh, has been involved uh, with big-time sports. When I say big-time sports, I mean starting with his freshman year at Ohio State, uh, back in 1995, he has been playing or coaching in big-time college football at Ohio State or in the NFL every single year since 1995. The question is this, Steve. During that time, from 1995 to 2023, he has been with the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Houston Texans, and now the Tennessee Titans. Do you care to wonder how many losing seasons Mike Vrabel's been a part of through all those years? I know the answer because uh, I've looked it up here. But let me tell you, it's it's not often. 
is is not often at all, which leads to the bigger question here. I won't make you guess. It's because it's a hard number to come up with. It's four. It's four losing seasons through all those years from 95 until now. He's been a part of four losing seasons in the NFL and in college football. Of course, none of them came in college football. Ohio State's very good like all the time. My question to you is this. What do you think if, if the Titans end up faltering down the stretch here and they are completely irrelevant in the month of December? What is that interview room like with him, with the Titans being a non-factor for the last you know five to six weeks of the season? It's a great question. I'll give him credit so far, Justin. I think as the questions have ramped up the last couple of weeks, he's actually been really good. I don't think he wanted to answer all the questions, but I think the answers he's given have been pretty good. Whether you like the answer itself or not, he's at least spoken about it. So we'll see how he acts in the media room down the stretch. But I think more importantly is how he responds, because you're right. I don't think Mike Vrabel has failed at anything in his entire life. Yeah, He has been a success and an overachiever, at everything he has ever done. And now he's staring at potentially a second straight losing season. And how he decides to handle that, both with his own expectations of what he believes he can do and this team can do, and also how he handles the locker room. Because, guys, he's been really good in part because he himself is an incredibly consistent person. And his message to the team is incredibly consistent every single week about, we do these things, we execute these keys, we'll see these results, and it will lead to success ultimately. And I think that has done very well for him, both as a player and certainly as a head coach. It won him coach of the year two years ago when they had a record number of players playing because of injuries because the next guy believed in the message and stepped up and they continued to get positive results with it. Well, right now he's been preaching that same message for the last calendar year and they've lost 14 of 17 games. And to me, that is the biggest worry if you're a Titans fan or if you're Amy Adams Strunk or if you're being honest with yourself and you're Mike Vrabel, is losing that message. Because that's who you are at your core. And if, if the players in the locker room begin to not believe that doing what you're telling them and keeping with that routine and that mission will no longer lead to the success that it had before, that's a real problem. And that's something he's going to have to fight if the losses continue to mount here in the last month, month and a half of the season. Steve, great stuff as always. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I know you got a Belmont game, what, Friday they host Monmouth. Uh, enjoy this week, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Best of you and your families, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Same Steve. to you. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Good stuff from him, as always. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615 844 5600 is how you can get in touch with the show. More of the McFarland Show next. Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. 
Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byard gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher. That No one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. Today there'll be a shower in spots into the midday hours. Remains mostly cloudy through the afternoon, high 64. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 42. Partly sunny Wednesday, high 52. Sunny Thanksgiving Day. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Indeed it is, 615-844-5600. Mike Grable is expected to talk at 3.30 today, and we are expected to carry that live. We're going to try. 3.30 today. Now that's tomorrow, isn't it? Okay. Today is normally the off day. It's Tuesday. I am so messed up. Golly. I mean, I can so look it up. up. I can try to find out here, but I am. So I thought I thought it was tomorrow. No, I think it's. It could be today. No, it's I'm, today. I'm saying. I'm listening. Now you've got. Mal I'm, I'm the. I'm like, the one that could be off. What here. is happening to me? Am so, I having? I mean, well, you it's, know, it's Darren fine. thought Thanksgiving was tomorrow. Early. I did. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. 
Now I'm I all. I think he's in a hurry for turkey interest. He's in a hurry to sit down, relax. You know, it's one of those things. Normally, Tuesdays are the off days. Uh, now, if they're doing no, something today. special for the today holiday. Today at 3.30, so I'm not losing my mind. Okay. Today at 3.30. So maybe they're doing something for the holiday here. So, um, it's today at 3.30. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get it prepped and uh, ready to go. Man. So yeah, we sh- if 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 it's firing, they're carrying it live. Yeah, we should be able to get it. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred on this Tuesday. Tony, what's up? Please pass me a turkey and give me some potatoes and gravy. Hey, Darren, today's Thanksgiving. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't even. I mean. I knew, but I mean, I started questioning. I don't because I did earlier. I was having an off-the-air conversation. And I was like, "Thanksgiving's tomorrow," and Damon's like, "It is," and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute." I just had to play with you a little bit right there. Um, got a comment and a question. I'll let y'all answer the question. Um, you know, Rabel in his statement yesterday says, "I've got to look at the film. Not all was bad. Not all was good." Tell me what of a lopsided loss, how long was this going to take him to find all the good points? That's number one. There's not many other than having Jeffrey Simmons now be a big part of your offense. Um, That's number one. And question on the collegiate level. Who is your SEC coach of the year, guys? Oh, it's, it's going to be a hard no, decision. It's, it's easy. Shrinkowitz. I, I think it's Shrinkowitz. It's, it's going to be him. But, but, Darren, there's a lot of talk about Alabama. I was going to say, slow, Nick Saban. And yeah. recovered. Nick Saban's made a lot of great halftime adjustments. They picked up steam down the stretch. They go and take care of Auburn like they should in the Iron Bowl and then beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Do you give it to Saban or, guys, or if Georgia takes care of their business, beats Alabama convincingly, maybe, you know, mediocre uh, win in the SEC championship, think of all the pressure that's been on uh, been on Kirby to, for them to do a three-peat in the SEC, much less a national title. I'm going to let y'all answer that. I just want to hear your question, your answers on it, guys. All but right. uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Look, uh, he's bringing up really good points. Mm-hmm. What happens is, this is what happens in sports. I didn't say it's right, okay? I, I do. In fact, I don't subscribe to this. What happens is when you get deemed great, we, like, push you over to this corner, and we're like, yeah, we know. We, we got it. You're great. Yeah. So we're always looking at what else is going on. Right, that's what we do because once you've established that you're really, really like Jordan and LeBron, yeah, you just start and you get Tom Brady, you get put in different category, expected excellence, and then it's like you're you're looking at somebody else, yeah, who's so. Do I disagree with anything he said about Saban or Kirby Smart? No, but you know how this works. It's like. Now they're in the we take them for granted category. They like, are. Well, we know they're great. Now who else has had a great season? Yeah. Oh, Missouri's had a great season. So there's your yeah. coach of the year. Yeah. Who was the coach of the year last year? Josh Hype. Oh, that's right. did did they win the East? They did not. They didn't. They no. didn't win the East. They, they did, not did they even. win the SEC championship game? Well, they couldn't win the East, Correct. which means they weren't qualified. How they do in the college playoffs? Uh, they weren't in it. Yeah. 
who was the coach of the year again? Josh Heupel? Josh Heupel was. But, but Kirby Smart won it? The, the, not just the conference, but the national yeah. championship. So you, see, it just that's how it works. I mean, and by the way, we could go. We want to start looking at coaches of the year and see how many times. Yeah, it when's the last time Saban won? It's almost it's almost a kiss of death, almost. Right. Uh, so it, <laughs> it's going to be Drinkowitz because nobody had Missouri putting in the season that they've put in. Yeah, nobody. No. So I, I don't disagree with anything Tony said, but that's just not how it works. It's not fair. I didn't say it's fair. That's just how it works. It's not fair. And before we go to break here, I just want to pass something along. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Garth Brooks in the news because he's opening up a new bar downtown. Uh, Garth Brooks did something about four years ago that I found astounding. He took himself out of the running for the CMA Entertainer of the Year Award. He says, I don't want it anymore. Please don't nominate me. Please, I'm not going to accept it anymore. Unless somebody else. he's won seven. Yeah, let somebody else win. He's won seven of them. That That's what greatness kind of does and you're right Saban has moved himself into a position to where getting something like that now is kind of like oh well thank you I think yeah all right we'll take our final break come back and wrap up the first hour of the McFarland show next Brad Fowler Century 21 Right Realty is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season you can make a difference in the life of a child Brad Fowler Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home. 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today. 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of TSU Football on W. NSR. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 
Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. It's a Bill King show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong steroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Well, that's appropriate on the way out in the first hour. What a comeback last night by the Predators. Yes. Well done, Damon. Two goals in the final minute. Woo! Down 3-2 to the Unbelievable. Avalanche. Unbelievable. And the Predators skate away with a 4 Three victory. How many times do you see that in a lifetime? Not very often. That is insane. It is insane, and I was I was absolutely watching it, and I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah. Yakov Trenin uh, had the the game winner off the rebound there, and oh, Georgiev went nuts, <laughs> <laughs> slammed his stick into pieces. Listen, a little frustrating. And and also about letting one get through your fingers there. Yeah, well you had Forsberg uh was Forsberg who tied it up, I believe, and then it was Trennan with the game winner. Okay. Yeah, it was uh it was a sight to see. I mean, you just you just like you said, you just don't see that often. Right? No. You just don't no. And I get it, right? You pull the goaltender and it's like, oh, you get the extra attacker. Like, that happens every night in the NHL. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Maybe you can start, you know, start something special for the team. You know, that's two in a row now. Um, they need a good homestand. You know, I think it was that when they got back, they were going to play nine of their next ten at home. Yes. Uh, and it didn't start so well. Uh, but, you know, now they're starting to get some momentum here. And they, they beat a Colorado team that a lot of people didn't expect them to beat. And quite frankly, they had already lost to, except for the last 40 seconds of the game. So, yeah, good yeah, for them. Colorado was 11-5 coming into the game. If you would Just think about it. They left Bridgestone Arena last night with no points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even lose an OT no. or a shootout. No. They skated away with no points. So, congrats to the Preds. By the way, David Poyle night tomorrow night at Bridgestone Arena as they host the Calgary Calgary. Be a great night. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show here on this Tuesday coming up next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. 
Israel's government expected to vote on a broker deal with Hamas to release dozens of hostages in exchange for a ceasefire and release of Palestinians in Israeli jails, along with limited amounts of fuel for Gaza. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller echoing President Biden's remarks on a deal. We are very close to an agreement, uh, but we are not there yet. As you have heard us say a number of times over the course of the past few weeks, nothing is final until everything is final. Americans are among the 200 hostages held since the October 7th Hamas attacks. The U.S. says Iranian-backed militants launched a missile attack on U.S. forces at an airbase in Iraq, injuring several troops. Attacks on U.S. service members in the region have increased since the conflict began. Travel trouble for people looking to get away for Thanksgiving. Storms on the move across the nation's midsection to the northeast are starting to create some delays at airports. FlightAware shows more than 640 cancellations today as air travel picks up. This is ABC News. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often, there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Why do you that? Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show here on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope everybody's having 
a good day. We are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studio. 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. You can also watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Steelers have moved on from Matt Canada as their OC. A little bit conflicting on the reports. It looks like what the running backs coach... Eddie Faulkner is going to be the interim, but it sounds like the quarterback coach is going to be handling the play calling yeah, duties. Yeah, so the running backs coach is going to, as as you just said, take over the official role of offensive coordinator, but then it's the uh, aforementioned um, uh, quarterbacks coach, uh, Brian, Su- Brian Sullivan, or Mike Sullivan, Mike Sullivan, who's going to take over the actual play calling on the day of the game. So uh, the offensive coordinator is going to set the set the game plan, but then on the actual game day, it'll be the quarterback coach making the calls. So that's a little unusual, but whatever. So here we are, um, and the Steelers are going to give it a whirl coming up here on, on Sunday. Um, so, you know, it's – listen, what they were doing before with one person wasn't working, so why not try to? I mean, this is, you know, you can't bring in, some, I guess you could, but you don't want to bring in a brand new person off the street in the middle of the season no. here and change terminology and all that stuff. I mean, you can't do that in the middle of the season. No, it goes back to what we talked about yesterday. I said, I, you know, Mike Vrabel, I don't, I, I'm with him. Like changing something now on his staff mid season is not going to no. change anything. No, that yeah, doesn't that, help you at all. That's not going to help at all. No, that's not going to do anything. Now off season, that's a different story, but right now, no. It's like, you know, when people are like, bench Christian Fulton or bench whoever, whoever you're mad at. There's right. been a lot of guys that uh, fans have been mad at this season. But right now, benching them to do what? To, and put in who? The the benching thing, I think, comes from um, just historically, you know, us as people growing up playing sports, you know, if if you're if you're not playing well, coach is likely to bench you. I mean, and the, you know, then you bring in somebody else for a while. I I I have seen this this year um, a, a greater hunger than I've seen for in a long time for just players to be disciplined, uh, for coaches to go get in someone's face and you know scream and yell and chastise and 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 channel the anger they are feeling. Uh, you know, to the players on, on the field. And when that doesn't happen, then, you know, people feel like the players are getting off easy uh, because no one got in their face after the latest mistake they made or no one sat them down after a mistake they made or no one sat them down for not playing well. Um, and I don't think everybody fully understands the the landscape here of what, of what we're talking about and what the difference is sometimes between the guy who didn't play well and the guy who's his backup. And, you know, if you really think this is bad, you should see the guy coming in after him. Um, even though we are seeing that a little bit, everybody well, wanted. Sometimes you reach a breaking point. Like Zach Wilson, the Jets, they they finally said, we we can't do this anymore. Like, we yeah. can't do this. And I told you, he, he can't play in the league. I, I'm sorry. Not well, sorry. It's part of it. They're going to Tim Boyle. And by the way, he's not even the backup. <laughs> the Jet, he is not the backup. Like they're, like they're, they're, moving, they're moving all the way they're, on. They're moving on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. And in other words, it's kind of the we've seen enough, and we're we're willing to admit this number two pick ain't gonna work. Well, you know what they could be doing, Darren, 
is entering the draft sweepstakes at this point and just decided, you know what? We mess around with Zach Wilson. Maybe maybe we'll win a couple more games. Or if we put in this guy, maybe we won't win any. And we've got Aaron Rodgers coming back next year Marvin for sure. Marvin Harrison Jr. So I don't I don't think so. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. They'll draft a, a QB of the future because Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. Aaron Rodgers is on his last leg literally right now. So if it's not going to be. Zach Wilson, then who's it going to be? Who's on the roster? Who's out there? I think they may draft a quarterback next year. And if they can get in that top five range or whatever it is, they'll be in range to get whomever is going to come out of this draft class. We already know it's going to be May out of North Carolina and, of course, uh, Williams out of USC. But there are supposed to be a few other guys who are supposed to be first-grade worthy. And, you know, the people will tell us when it's time who all the, you know, the first-grade oh, quarterbacks are. and Knicks and... Wh- whatever. Right. Who, whatever. Uh, whatever. Right. There'll be all kinds of quarterbacks. Yeah. They, they Apparently this class is... Yeah. You know, pretty the man, strong. The man, I was going to say the kid from Notre Dame, but no, I mean the man from Notre Dame... Um, their quarterback uh, there is supposed to be highly touted as well. I mean, I think they could be aiming at one of those one of those players. I think, and by making this move and just kind of deciding, you know what, this season is is toast. But that's okay. We'll get ready for the next season and the season after that. I don't think it's for Marvin Harrison though. Well, what happens is, and look, th- this is what's interesting. And I don't know if you saw the footage. I-, I watched the footage. There was a lot of the Jets players bickering on defense. In Sunday's game. And look, you know how this works, right? When one group is holding up their end of the bargain, the other group is not, right? And that yeah. sometimes creates tension. Yeah. And I'm sure that, the you know, these, look, the Jets have a defense, so we know that. They can play defense. And I'm sure they're like, what? I mean, what more do we have to, I mean, really? Like, <laughs> what? And so they were. They were bickering a lot oh on the sidelines. And so that's another thing, man. When you start getting that stuff, did you see Najee Harris talking after the game, trying to answer questions? No. It got weird. <laughs> it got weird. In other words, yeah. he's like hinting like, I don't know what you want us to do. Like, why don't you ask, go ask the coach? I mean, I don't know what you want us to do about yeah. all this. Like, well, they got to fight the temptation to throw their teammates, not to throw their teammates under the bus. Well, I don't know how much it was teammates or how much it was the OC. Well. And I'm just saying, when, when players start doing that stuff, mm-hmm. you know typically before the dam breaks, something's got to give, right? Like the, Usually something is going to happen. Because yeah. once the players start talking publicly, I would say a move is just around the corner. Well, we've seen a little bit of that here. Jeffrey Simmons has said some he things did. that are... We're about to find out that, who really are, wants to be here. That are, you know, not quite to that degree, but not too far off. Not not too... You know, right next door <laughs> to those kind of comments. And he's been able to stop himself. But it's clear that he's frustrated. And not just with the lack of wins, but the reason why they are not winning games and he's stopping just short of speaking on it. Yeah, so it's interesting times for sure. When we come back, what's what we're going to do? Because we're going to attempt to play Mike Vrabel live at 3.30. That is going to be uh, our plan, at least. So what we'll do is we'll take a break here. I do. We didn't get a chance to talk about this mm-hmm. last week because of, of, of you know everything that was going on, and we just didn't get a chance to address it. And it was a big national story. 
It was. And there were a lot of people in the business weighed in as well. Yeah. Uh, that certainly had their opinions. Yeah. And I'm sure most of you are fully aware of the story around Fox Sports uh, Clarissa Thompson. Yeah. And she's a sideline reporter. She's a host. Mm-hmm. And she went on a podcast. And, man, I'll tell you what. Podcast is where seems like people get really comfortable. People get comfortable and they and just they start talking. Just start saying stuff. And that's when the whoopsies happen mm. on these podcasts. Letting and it loose. She admitted. And so we'll talk about it. Because I, I want to okay. know you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're just one journalist of the year, man. Well, yes, I guess so. But and I want to know what you, your thoughts are okay. on this big story last week that got a lot of people's attention. So we'll do that on the other side. By the way, if you want to get involved in the show, too, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Fill the halls with shouts of winning. la 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 Tis the season to be giving. la 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 Instant games to friends and family. la 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 Join the joyous cash prize carol. la 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 With top prizes up to $500,000, holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery make grand gifts. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Please play and gift responsibly. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. It yeah. just is. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. Couple big college basketball games tonight on ESPN. The Maui Invitational. That's where the Vols are. Tennessee mm-hmm. and Purdue will tangle tonight. I think it's a seven o'clock. Seven tip. o'clock. Yep. Seven o'clock tip. Purdue and Tennessee, and then following that game mm-hmm. will be Kansas and Marquette. Yeah. One versus four. Yeah. That that floor out there is getting quite quite the workout there in Maui. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, if you're uh, looking for some good college basketball games tonight, there you go. Tennessee-Purdue, Kansas-Marquette, both of those games, a little doubleheader on ESPN. Like I said, the Predators typically play on Tuesdays. They played last night. They came from behind in the final minute with a couple of goals. Uh, the game-winning goal being with 21 seconds left, beat the Avs, so they're off tonight. They'll be back at it tomorrow night before Thanksgiving break. They'll host the Calgary Flames, and it'll be David Poyle night. So a big night for DP in the house. So if you're looking for something. Oh, by the way, speaking of. Yeah. I will tell you right now, I will be watching on HBO tonight. Because this is the first installment of. Quarterbacks. Hard Knocks in season. Oh, who's got it this year? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Wow, the Dolphins. I'll be watching tonight. So, if you like hard knocks like me, if you've enjoyed the end season, I think the end season has been fantastic. Mm. This year, it is the Miami Dolphins. And tonight, the first installment, I think it's, is it 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock hour time? I'm not sure. Mm, I'm not sure. I'll have to look. It's either 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. It may be 9 o'clock. But uh, the first end season hard knocks installment, to, last year it was the, in season was the Cardinals. Yes. And the season before that was the Colts. Okay. Yeah, I remember when she was with the uh, with the Cardinals for sure. This year it's going to be the Dolphins, yeah. so keep that in mind. All right, we talked about the Clarissa Thompson yeah. story. We brought it up a little tease. We haven't had a chance to weigh in on it. What did you make of that whole story? She, just to set up for people yeah. who have not heard. She went on Barstool podcast. She admitted that there's times when she doesn't see the coach. You know, doesn't have that talk with them coming out of halftime or they refuse to talk, whatever. And sometimes she would make up the report, a generic report, not anything earth shattering. It's not like she was like breaking news. It was just, you know, a very, very generic, you know, coach. I mean, they need to focus on trying to slow down, you know, whatever. Be better on third downs or whatever. Something generic that obviously was a theme in the first half. What do you make of that? So, you know. Let's rewind the clock a little bit, Darren. When you and I first met and we first got into this business and we were covering the Oilers slash Titans back in the late 90s and early 2000s, um, the the sideline reporters during those times 
most of them, most of them were former NFL players. Uh, we would run into guys like Marcus Allen, Lynn Swan. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blank. There's, there was a couple more. Uh, Jackie Slater uh, I would run into uh, occasionally. And these are not just, by the way, these are just not former football players. These are Hall of Fame guys that we would run into. There were sideline reporters for some of the major games. Now, they weren't all like that, but a lot of them were. A lot of them were former NFL players who were out there as sideline reporters. Then we saw the slow change uh, that that started with, uh, well, Pam Oliver has been in the game forever, but she was kind of the lone wolf for a long time as far as a woman who was there on the sidelines. Susie Colbert. Susie Colbert, Michelle Tafoya. Melissa Stark. Mm-hmm. That was Andrea Kramer. Andrea. Well, did she do sidelines? I, I no. I, I you know yeah, I she, don't. No, I, did. I feel like maybe she did. She did do some sideline stuff. I think she was a little bit after the the group we're, we're okay. naming now, okay. though. Um, but there wasn't one thing is for sure. There wasn't twenty of them. There wasn't like you know there was there wasn't a couple of dozen of them. And this goes for both college and pro. By the way, it doesn't matter. You know, it wasn't like it was it was any different on the college side. No, no, it wasn't. But then there started to be a bit of a change that happened in the industry and more and more women started to get invited to take on some of these sideline reporter roles. All right, then. So fast forward now, there is a, an entire you know industry. This became a job, essentially, for, for a particular group who went on to become sideline reporters. And now they got to hustle. They got to hustle around and get these interviews. And sometimes, sometimes... The coaches, if they're in a mood, they're in the middle of a game, things get heated, they are just not in the mood to talk. They're just not, uh, especially depending on the intensity of the coach. 100%. Not in the mood, nope. especially in the middle of the game. Not, We're not talking about the end of the game. We're talking about the middle of the game. You're supposed to go over and get a word with them. Now, they understand that this is what's supposed to happen. They know that. They know that these uh, people are supposed to come speak with them. The coaches are not like, oh, well, what's happening here? No, they know full well. Um, they've been told beforehand, you know, we would appreciate you if you take, you know, and you don't have to give long answers. You can just tell them something. Well, either they don't get to them or the the coach blew them off or, you know, say, well, I don't have time to talk to you right now. I got a game to, to coach or whatever. So now you're stuck in a position. Now you're a reporter. You were supposed to talk to somebody. They didn't talk to you. You got a decision to make. Either you can get on the air and say, hey, I had a chance to try and catch up with the uh, visitors teams. I'm not going to call names. Had a chance to catch up with the red team's head coach. And uh, the red team's head coach decided he didn't have time to talk to me. Back to you. Or, <laughs> you know, what you can say that. Because even if that's what happened. Well, it's, if, if it's true, it's true. I mean, they don't like it. So what? That, then the next time, don't do not do that to me right. if you don't like it like that. Like, you know the, I'm supposed to do a hit. But the problem is... I'm supposed to talk to the you. The problem is, if you're new on the job, you feel pressure. You feel pressure to not come back with nothing. You feel pressure to say something. And I, I felt it. I understand. You feel pressure to like, okay, listen, I went and spoke with them. You know, they, they didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, I, you know, but I don't want to be the person that didn't get the interview. That's not how this works. Yeah. My whole job is to go talk to them. I've done high school sidelines. Yeah. Uh, for the TWS playoffs. My job is to go talk to the He don't want to talk to me, so what am I supposed to do? So now you got to get on the air and do something. 
apparently a couple of them have decided that their best approach is to get on the air and make up something. Make up something that the coach said that, that, that they believe the coach would say that would not get them in trouble. Here's my bigger issue with this, Darren. And again, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've been on television for 17 years. There is zero, the, the chances that no one knew about this outside of them is zero. Yeah. Zero. Mm-hmm. The, the, there is no way in the world their producers didn't know yep. or other people. Yes, they know. Yes, you did. You knew good and well that they didn't speak with the coach. You knew that. You knew that. You follow everything that you knew they didn't speak with the coach, and then you allowed them to get on TV and say what they were going to say. So for them to make an admittance, admittance of something that the people already knew, the people behind the scenes already knew, they knew that. So you allowed them to get up there and say that. That's where the first fall happened. Because let me tell you something right here. (laughs) If I got on television and lied about something. Even if it's generic. You are essentially quoting them because if you I'm are quoting. You're saying coach fill in the blank. Yeah. Said told they me need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're going to, they, they're going to work on whatever. Yeah. And then they find out and then I find out about it or, or my boss knew, knew for a fact that I did not speak with that individual. Knew it. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're all, he would call me and like, listen. I know you didn't speak with X, Y, and Z. I know you didn't. Mm-hmm. So why are you on the air talking about what you did when I know you didn't? It would be a problem. So the problem is multi-layered. The problem is multi-layered on many fronts here. And uh, I, I it, it's it's a tough day, but it depends on what you were it depends on what you were asking for. Should they do that? Obviously not. Obviously not. Should the standards be higher? Of course it should be. Is it tough for everybody involved in that kind of a job? It is. It She's is. She's been trashed for it. Uh, and you know what? Rightfully so. You can't do that. You, you can't. And don't admit it. And I by mean, the way. Don't get on a podcast and admit it. There are too many other aspects of the game. How would I handle it if the coach... Here's how you handle it. If the coach didn't want to talk to me and and I have to say something. Well, you know, obviously the mood over here on the sideline has been very somber. Coach didn't have a whole lot to say, uh, but obviously they're hoping for better things in the second half. I did see X, Y, and Z warming up. Of course, he hurt himself earlier in the first half, but it looks like he might be ready to give it a go here in the second half. Back to you. I that, made that up. You Right. <laughs> you know, I, that's a fictitious report I just did in my head. But they could do that. Without throwing the coach under the without bus, without saying I and without talked making to him. it up, yes, right. And that's the choice they made. By the way, she got a lot of backlash from people, her colleagues. Yes, which is the telltale. Well, because they're the ones that are going to have to deal with the brunt of this. Right. Because they're the ones that people are going to be questioning. Did X, Y, and Z really tell you? Lisa that? Salter was uh, oh. quite outspoken. OG on in the game at this right. point. Yes, quite outspoken on social media and many others. Yeah. Like, basically, like, how dare you do that to us? You know how hard I had to work to get to get to that point? Now, we got to answer all, like you said, we got to answer all these questions because of something you chose to do? Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We should have Mike Vrabel live when we come back as you listen to the McFarland Show on Nashville Sports Radio. 
Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. Dinner Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dinner with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 West End Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends, a proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Craig Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcoming calls from all around Middle Tennessee. 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Well, I think this is going to time out just right. Let's head over to the Titans facility. And Mike Vrabel has 
take him to the podium. Let's hear what he has to say. Pair of starters. Uh, even if you look at you know Calvin uh, coming from Carolina and just working hard to, to try to be ready to go uh, whenever his opportunity presents itself. And you know the other guys, uh, some of them have been here and, and, and waiting for their opportunity. So uh, that's kind of part of the deal. You have to prepare as a starter each and every week. Where's Duncan maybe made his biggest strides and, and where, what maybe is next for him? Um, well, I mean, I think we'll, you know, see where he, um, you know, ends up at the end of the week. You know, he'll be working, you know, uh, Dillard will be, I think, available to practice as he works his way through protocol. Uh, and so um, probably, you know, work Jalen and him over on the left side and work Dylan on the right side. Um, you know, as we start the week off. For Duncan, what can he build on from, from Sunday? You know, Just the experience and, you know, going out and, and playing and, and working through, you know, the, the, the calls, the silent cadence, the, you know, execution, the plays that he, um, you know, thought that he did a nice job on, the ones that he, you know, need to, needs to improve on, you know, just little things. There was a, you know, the screen where, unfortunately, Peter was downfield early. Uh, Jalen was on the backside and you know, felt like he blocked his guy uh, long enough, but then he ended up being a factor in the play and just explained it to Jalen that that's, you know, sometimes those are long developing plays and every block matters, you know, even though that you did, you know, your job for the majority of the play, you know, it's a good lesson to, to, to learn uh, out there and, and, and seeing that guys finishing and being involved in the play and you can, you can help that. I mean, I think that just probably comfort level uh, for for Jalen and, and Dre and and Dylan, you know, just you know, being able to to work those combinations, and that's kind of how we'll start the week off, and you know, that may change. Impressions of Bryce Young so far. I think that the operation has been been good. The command of the the offense, and the, you see him changing protection on third down, uh, quick release, the ability to scramble. Uh, doesn't look like it's it's too big for him. Um, does a nice job of, of scanning the field. It doesn't just lock in, you know, on one receiver. It can progress through, you know, even though Phelan's mostly open most of the time, and you know he has gone to him, but. You know, it looks like the different concepts that they try to have up first, different coverages, uh, he's um, he's ready to go with. Mike, it seems like a lifetime ago that you guys last played at Nissan Stadium. How nice is it to be home this week, and how much can it help you? Well, it, it's great not to be able to travel, and we have one here, and we got to give our fans something to cheer about. That's, you know, they we, we have to go and play in a manner in which they, they're excited about and, and cheer and, and support us and help us on, you know, third down and a silent cadence and, and, and helping with momentum when we have those types of plays. Beyond just special teams, how's Colton Dow coming along in terms of knowledge of the offense and being ready to go play? He's worked extremely hard. And, uh, you know, where those opportunities come at receiver, um, you know, I don't know, but I know that he's gained a lot of um, – one confidence in himself and in respect of his teammates uh, for what he did on uh, on Sunday, just in the kicking game, and uh, you know, 
blocking on the kickoff return, as we've talked about that, that's not an easy task. And he went back and set up and blocked the blocked the linebacker and was running down the field and you know, had good gunner releases. Now didn't have an opportunity to make a play, which again that's the most important thing. You know, they were fair caught or kicked in the end zone, but uh, he he was he was playing with some speed and so Hopefully that can translate into to more confidence and more more impact in the kicking game, and then you know take advantage of the opportunities when they come on offense. What kind of characteristics you usually face against a Frank Reich uh, coach team? Well, I think they've always been physical. They like to, uh, which the defense is, and, and you know, the ability to run the football, the ability to, to change pace on offense, the ability to. Um, you know, take advantage of the coverage that you're in and try to match up with that, whether that's, you know, zone concepts, spacing, high-low concepts, or or the ability to, to run man beaters. With Brian Burns, what is it that stands out to you and makes him such a good passer? Um, well, I think the speed and the length, uh, but also, you know, there is a burst, and sometimes he plays at different speeds and kind of lulls you to sleep and knows that he starts faster than the offensive linemen do. And so there's times where, you know, he'll come in and kind of stop and, you know, they can see and kind of take a deep breath like, okay, he's done. And then all of a sudden he'll he'll burst and did that a couple times against Dallas, um, you know, even on Sunday. So I think that's probably a, a something that he's probably picked up. He can, he can go up and under. He can beat you inside in the middle of the pocket. Um, but then also – you know, if he feels like he's got it on the on the edge to, to be able to bend. Will's completed fifty percent on first down and seventy percent on second down. You have any feel for why there might be such a discrepancy? I I don't. Should probably throw more on second down, um, based on those numbers. Um, when you when you pulled those numbers, does that include? Uh, Two minute, you know things of those, yeah. And so sometimes those numbers get skewed when you look at breakdowns of, you know, the two minute at the end of the half, um, two minute at the end of the game. You know, again, I, I'm I'm not sure. You know, I know that uh, maybe the 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 pressure forced a, a throw away. You know, I know we had one the other day there with Hop and. Um, that there was some some leakage and, and I don't think he felt like he could get it to hop and so you know kind of dirted it to Derek that's just an example again I'm just trying to you know, I think it's all a product of uh, of everything in the entire offense and you know looking and realizing that it's not all broken there's some some really cool plays in there there's really positive plays in there and then just the you know what gets overshadowed I think even in our minds in everybody's mind is is the is the negative plays, the the self-inflicted wounds, you know, the sacks on early downs that lead to to longer yardages, uh, which are tough, um, you know, the the snap or the false start or all those things. But then there's, you know, there's there's plenty of good stuff in there as well. It just unfortunately gets overshadowed. So we'll have to throw it better on first down and, and maintain, you know, that same completion percentage and that same accuracy and that same uh, operation of, of protection, uh, route craft, and then accuracy to, to keep it at 70% on second down. 
You mentioned Monty Rice yesterday as somebody who's earned more of a role and taken advantage of his defensive snaps in your eyes. What's gone right for him over the course of a season to be able to do that? Well, I've just been, you know, and continuing to progress and they have good leadership. You know, Aziz has played a lot of football and, you know, whether that's Aziz or, or Gibby and, and, and Monty, you know, you can only play a certain amount of, of guys at one time. You know, so we're trying to balance all that uh, as well, I think. And so with Monty, you know, trying to factor in the kicking game and, and trying to you know, explain to him how critical that, that, that is and, and how he can uh, and, and help us there. And then, you know, the opportunities that we've given him on defense, he's been able to, uh, you know, be around the football and, and show up. And, you know, again, not just in the run game. He had a nice play the other day on the, on the boot where, you know, he flipped. And, and ran with, with Ingram and, and was able to force an incompletion. Derek, after the game, could talk about how he needs to feel like he needs to do more, maybe run harder, do certain things. I mean, is he getting room to run when he gets the ball? Is that an uh, Well, you know, I mean, I agree with Derek. I think we all, and I love that, that attitude. I think the, the attitude that we all have to do a little bit more, uh, and even Derek, and we have to help him out. We One, we've got to help him out by being able to run more plays, right? We can't can't give him the ball 10 times and have, you know, it'd be not that he couldn't have an impact, but there's a process to, to being able to get him th those carries that then marinate and mature and, you know, have the ability to, to bust a few and, 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 and break some tackles. And we know that there's going to be some, you know, hopefully not too many, some inefficient runs, but we know that over the course of 18 or 20 or 22 carries that hopefully – you know that we get some of those uh, that pop, and so uh, there, there's there's some room, and then sometimes there's not. You know, based on the front or based on you know the coverage or our inability, you know, to to get you know the defender or somebody falls off, and you know, so there's been times you know where we have, and there's been times where where it hasn't, and so you know, when there isn't, you know, they've got to. The backs have to be able to, to put their pads down and, and and push for some some dirty yards and, or you know beat somebody on the edge like that guys those guys have done numerous times. Picking up on that, Mike, you said that 18 <clears throat> or 20 or 22 carries. He's averaging under 17. I know. Now. How much of a like is that a core issue for you guys? It, it, it's about the volume of plays and if you however many of those are third down that you take down out of there and however many are in two minute. You know that you take out of there, so that number gets to be pretty small. And so we know that to get everybody involved, uh, the efficiency has to be there, the the drives have to be there, and you know, I'm confident that it will, um, because I believe that if we are able to do that, then Derek can impact the game, and so can Hop, and you know Tajay, you know, Tajay's you know, first time he's gotten tackled by the first defender, I would say. Uh, all year was on Sunday, and um, we still like those chances. You know, we're out on the perimeter, and but we just have to be able to run, you know, enough plays to get those guys involved. You mentioned the, the comfort level at the positions with the offensive line, similar with, with maybe McCreary, um, you know, playing outside as opposed to playing inside as he had most of the year. Um, you know, Roger, you know, he comes to work, he goes inside, he plays outside, he'd play in the kicking game for us. He just, you know, I think he loves football. I think he will, will do anything that the team needs, and that's that's what he'll continue to do, I'm sure. You also mentioned 
Thielen. Uh, how much of a safety valve is he for Bryce? Always open. I mean, he is uh, great route craft, good good feel in zone coverage, and you know, man coverage. He uses whether it's his own receiver or the defender to run his guy off of the route, and you know, just uh, a lot of really good instincts there for for getting open, and you know, rarely drops the football. Uh, the red zone so far this season. Why do you think that's an area where they've been so impactful? Uh, the Titans defense, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I mean, I just I think guys, that, you know, they they they, you know, credit to the players, you know, for for being able to um, understand that you can't let them run it in and get a force the ball lateral. You know, we saw that a couple times. You know, creep in there when we haven't had success, right? Where it was, where it was Pittsburgh, and they they creased us in the middle. Um, understanding that not to, you know, all the details that we talk about in the red zone, not backing up and being on top, and uh, trying to play square, and um, you know, trying not to let the quarterback scramble. So all the all the breakdowns that that you see, we've all done those things really well when we're getting stops like we did on first and second down. You know, they ran the one play with the quarterback, Reed and, you know, Arden and, you know, the corner played it really well and we stopped them. And then they came back later in the game and ran the same thing. And, you know, Roger got a little bit nosy in there and, you know, he got the edge. So it, it's, you know, just being able to execute those details and the stuff that we go over, uh, knowing the coverage concepts that we're in and, and executing them. But that, that'll need to continue. For your corners, for your corners when, when you guys are in man, do, do they have the, like the green light to come up and press? Or, or yeah, we'd like them to mix it up. Yeah, we'd like to mix it up. And again, be, being being uh, smart situationally, right, and being aware of uh, where you're at on the field, where you're at um, down and distance-wise, situationally, whether it's, you know, end of half and they're in field goal range you may want to protect you know the end zone as opposed to coming up and pressing you know third and longer and you know different opportunities and again if you're going to you're going to press you know we have to make sure that we're we're impacting you know the route and not just giving them free access and so that that's most important is that when you, you're going to go up and press that you're going to impact the release and and force him, you know, to to be uncomfortable and and to disrupt the timing of, of the route. I think Josh, for a guy like Fulton, a guy like Fulton that's so comfortable in press coverage, would you like to give him more opportunities to press and get at the line and you know disrupt? I I want uh, Christian to have whatever opportunities he has. It's going to keep him uh, his man from catching the football and. Um, I can't say that whatever the numbers are, whether it's press or off, you know, I know that the, he's been able to execute both of those, and I know that there's been times where uh, guys have um, caught it uh, in press or off. So I think being able to mix it up, you know, I just I think that's important as well. I don't know that, you know, one's statistically better than the other. 
Uh, and then, you know, there'll be some coverages. But again, in man coverage, it, it is what it is. And you can't have everybody pressed, right, and making sure that we don't get picked. There are some opportunities there when guys are close together. So, um, you know. All right, there you go. That was uh, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel today, uh, well, it was just now, live. Yeah, live. So let's let's pass this along. Okay. And, and it was ESPN's Jeremy Fowler who put it out. Jeremy Fowler. Okay. Earlier today. All right. And of course, they talked. To, uh, Mike Vrabel was was talking about it. Chris Hubbard, who got hurt in the Jacksonville yeah. game, he mm-hmm. is he is. Uh, Jeremy Fowler's reporting that he that bicep injury is going to uh, put him out for the season. Okay, so his well, season, all right, is over. So Chris Hubbard was their right tackle. Yes, and so there, it created a lot of you know moving well, parts. Yeah, what are you going to do now? Real quick before we we talk about what you, our buddy Justin Mello, who's come on the show several times, yes. does a great job. He also tweeted out, um, yesterday that Titans offensive tackle Chris Hubbard plans to con- plans to continue playing next season, per a source. Hubbard is a ten year vet. He suffered a season ending injury in Jacksonville on Sunday. So this was actually last night, which is interesting because everybody was giving Fowler the credit today, but I didn't realize it until I saw this article that Justin Mello was putting out that his season was over last night. Yeah. Which is interesting. Hubbard, uh, this is a fun little fact here on Justin Mello's tweet, Mm -hmm. said Hubbard wasn't whistled for a penalty in nine starts this season. Mm -hmm. Said uh, he got a solid... 67.8 67.8 pass blocking grade from Pro Football Focus, which is a solid grade. So he wasn't the problem. Correct. Okay. And now he's out for the season. And now he's out for the season. Okay. Looks like rookie Jalen Duncan is going to get a lot of time now. He's going to need hey, to listen, grow up fast. Hey, it is what it is. And I think he has been just my personal assessment justin yeah. i'm not a former offensive lineman nor am don't, i don't pretend to be one i think he's been what what, what do you usually say i he's been i yeah he's been i mean it's, been, what, what is he six round yeah it's, right exactly that, exactly i is is great actually right the fact that we're not going yikes that they they drafted the guy in the sixth round last year that they cut in, right in training camp, and and a lot of six round picks have never made it out of training. Yeah, camp. so I think he's got room to grow. I think there's possibly something there, but guess what? We're probably about to find out, right? We're gonna yeah. know. Yeah, like I don't think by the end, the season's end, we're gonna be like eh, Jalen Duncan, still a question mark. Not sure. I think he's gonna get an opportunity with all their injuries and everything that's that's happened. He's going to get enough playing time for us to have a, a, a pretty good feel of do they have something or do they not by season's end? Do Darren, you agree or disagree? I, I agree, not just with, with Jalen Duncan, but with everyone else on the roster. Yeah, This is about to be, let's find out what we got in X, Y, and Z time You know, for everybody. By the end of the year, I, I predict we'll see Colton Dow at one and two positions on at times. Not You know, not starting, but there will be times where he's playing, you know, receiver one, receiver two positions just so they can see what do you have 
and Colton down. And the same thing for Kyle Phillips and anybody else who wants a piece here. Um, same thing for Monty Rice. Uh, let's let's blitz him. I think by the end of the season, and this is where it could get fun, honestly, and, and interesting, because the franchise has been competing for playoff position and seeding for the last umpteen years. So like, you know, umpteen, not that long, but the last three to four years here where they've always kind of been competitive. What would happen? And we asked this question to um, to Steve Lehman early earlier. What would happen on a on a Mike Vrabel squad where they have nothing to play for down the stretch? And I think what we may see is Mike Vrabel cut a little loose. I mean, he'll be mad at first and a little grumpy, but eventually, you know, the reality will set in, and they know they're not playing for much. They're playing spoiler, and then we may see some interesting things people lining up in, di- in different positions and maybe they'll find something and, or some ones, some players that actually work uh, by experimenting a little bit. Because to your point, last year they finished on a seven-game losing streak but still were playing for their playoff lives yes, at the end. every single week. They're not going to be doing that. This no, season. it wouldn't seem. Like the, no, it's it's not going to be. So they And they know it. Yes. I told you, Mike Vrabel knows. You could just tell in listening to him do these press conferences, he knows. Like so, this season is over. If they came out one so, week and to your point, Chris Moore was the wide receiver no one, and right. Kyle that's, Phillips was wide receiver two, that's and correct. Heck, they go five wide with shotgun formation. I mean, so, if, and if so you, what? If you've got no pressure, right? This is when you okay. Send, let's let's try some stuff. Send the all out blitz. Let's send Monty Rice on the blitz. Maybe Monty Rice is not an inside line. Maybe he's an edge rusher. Maybe maybe he's you know some kind of. You know, strong safety we don't know about. I mean, you never know with guys. I mean, and this is what the end of the season is, is about, just finding out sometimes. All right, we'll take our final break. Come back, wrap up the Tuesday edition of The McFarland Show next. Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and the station. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in 
Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953. 800-413-3953. That's 800-413-3953. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series Laser Rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldWideGolf.com. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. 615-844-5600. Feisty the, Tuesday. It man. is a feisty. It's the weather. It's the dang yeah. weather. Yeah. It's getting cold and it's gray. Yeah. It's putting people in a bad mood. Let's go to Nate down in Columbia, Tennessee. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Um... Did y'all see where Jalen Carter tried to pick off the spike? Yes. Yes, I did see that. Wait a minute. He tra- no, I, what what happened? Jalen Carter, uh, the player for the Eagles, yeah. at one point tried to pick off a spike by Patrick Mahomes by diving to the spot where he thought Patrick Mahomes were uh, Patrick oh, Mahomes was going to spike that. the ball. Yeah. He says he did yeah, it. Go, go ahead. Sorry, 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 Justin. Go nah, ahead. No, he said he did it because say, of, yeah, of high school. Yeah, he was off, watching high school. Yeah, he's been watching TikTok videos from high schoolers trying to do it. Really? And picked it up from them. And somebody's actually, what, intercepted a spike? Yes, apparently on the really? high school. I haven't seen that video. Okay, but I haven't either. The, the national reports, you know, Rich Eyes huh. and Mike Florio, they've, they both have said, I heard them today say, he picked this up by watching wow. high schoolers on TikTok. Interesting. But yeah, I saw that. I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome, and it'd be pretty cool if we actually saw that happen in the pros one day. I would. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I think, it, honestly, if I saw that happen in any level, I I would be amazed. Like I've never seen anybody pick off a spike. Like I want to see that video. If there's videos of that actually happening, I don't care if it's high school. I want to see it. I'm sure it's well, out I'll there. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow, guys. Have All right, Nate. You All too, right, man. Nate. Well, there it is. Thank you. All right. Um, By the way, Kevin Byard. Yeah. With the pick in the end zone last night. Gave up a of, touchdown. By the way, a lot yeah. of re, the top three tacklers last night for the Eagles. How about that? Reed Blankenship, Kevin Byard, Zach Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> All healthy and playing. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's not funny. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, Reed Blankenship, but I mean, Zach Cunningham and Kevin Byer. By the way, Zach Cunningham seems to be just fine, healthy. Yeah, Philadelphia playing away. You know, it's last time I checked that uh, fellow down in Miami still playing linebacker there for has, the Dolphins. There has been an explanation somewhere. Oof. I don't get Vrabel in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to do it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week, the day before Thanksgiving. We shall see you then, 2 o'clock. Be there.